John chapter 3 verse 5 says, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. My name is Pastor Bryce Beal, and today I do have the joy of having with me someone who hasn't been on yet, but many of you know her because you see her often or you email her because she is the secretary here at Faith Bible Church, and her name is Kathy Snyder. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. This is a joy. Uh, most people maybe don't know the joy that you've brought to Faith Bible Church when we were looking for a secretary a few years ago, and I think we've told you about this, but I remember vividly we didn't have a secretary at the time, and I just thought, who's going, who's going to be the secretary? <laughs> I have no idea who it's going to be, and it's going to make a big difference if it's a good secretary or not so good a secretary. <laughs> and, um, and you actually, at the time, I believe, volunteered and said, hey, if you're looking for a secretary, when the email came from the elders, it was just such a massive relief. It was actually a few years ago, one of the, I don't know, I ever told you that, but it was really in a difficult time, one of the biggest kindnesses we felt from God as we were just wondering what the future was going to look like. And you've been a really fantastic secretary here. So we appreciate that. And you. Well, thank you. I um, actually, instead of volunteering, I um, said I could bring packages in if you needed that. Oh, okay. And then I was asked to Okay. Be. So I was uh, nervous about that, but <laughs> I went for the challenge. Oh, praise God for whoever asked you, because <laughs> that was a good move on their part, probably one of the elders. Well, um, we have been talking this whole quarter about the Holy Spirit, and we um, are going to talk about the Spirit's role in creation. Usually we would do that before this episode, but we've had to change things around a little bit, because what we're talking about today is, in a sense, the Spirit creating. He is a creative Spirit, but not only was He involved in creating the world, but He's involved in recreating people. Um, what our text talks about is being born again, the recreation we experience as people. What we call this in theology is the application of salvation. And we'll talk about what that means. But that's what we're talking about today, how the Holy Spirit is uniquely involved in applying salvation. So anyone in the history of forever who has ever been saved has been saved by the Holy Spirit applying salvation to them. Before we jump into this, though, I thought we'd just get started by me asking you, Kathy, your testimony of how you came to know Christ. Okay, well, I grew up as a Catholic. I attended Catholic schools and followed the traditions of that religion, but my parents divorced when I was in my teens, and I noticed that my dad no longer attended service. Well, that kind of concerned me because I thought the act of going to Mass every Sunday was part of what it took to earn my way to heaven. So it concerned me that he wasn't concerned. So I began to question what was actually true. So I stopped going to Catholic service myself and didn't attend anywhere, but began leaning on my own understanding and to be guided by what the world taught me. As I went from one path of destruction to another, I began to pray and ask God questions like, why was my life such a mess? Why didn't he love me? I began praying more for God to show me what was true and what were the things about heaven I needed to know. 
As I continued to pray for truth and where to find it, it was a maid in my hotel room who was on a mission trip there in Florida, where I was vacationing, who shared God's word with me. The words she spoke were many, and I admit I did not understand what all she was sharing. But one thing I did discover was that the answers I was seeking were in the Bible. I owned a Bible but never picked it up, thinking it would always be over my head. So by God's grace, I was led to a Bible-believing church, and through the scriptures and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I was led to the truth of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone. The years of trying to earn my salvation were confusing and disheartening and frightening. I now see the incredible love my Lord has for me, and my life has changed to trust him. I'll never look back. What a beautiful story. I don't know that I've ever actually heard your testimony, so that was very good to hear. The amazing thing is this maid who shares with you, I'm sure she had shared with many people since she's on a mission trip. Not everyone responded the way that you did. I'm sure there are many who it had no impact, and they're living their lives today, not changed by the gospel. You say, man, what made the difference? Why was it that that conversation, even though there are so many things over your head, so to speak, changed the course of your life? And the answer to that is that the Spirit took the message and applied salvation to you. That's what makes the difference for any of us. And that's why we're talking about that today, the Holy Spirit applying salvation. So let me just give a brief sort of introduction here, and then I have some questions for you, Kathy, on this. But when we're talking about something the Holy Spirit does, we're talking about one person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And sometimes it gets confusing to try to distinguish, okay, what does the Father do? And wait, what does the Son do? What does the Holy Spirit do? Did the Father save me? Did the Son save me? Does the Spirit save me? <laughs> Some of those can get a little tricky. And that's fair because really there's one God and he's involved. Everything he does, every member of the Trinity is involved. But when we read the Bible, each member is presented to us as uniquely involved in certain activities. So, for example, this is what helps me when I think about it. I'd say this is a good way to summarize it. I probably stole this from somewhere. I don't know. But this is what helps me is I think in most things God does, the Father is the one who plans, the Son is the one who performs the plan, and the Spirit is the one who perfects. And so when you think of salvation, just coming to Christ, being saved, there you were hearing the gospel from this maid. Well, that had been planned by the Father from eternity past, amazingly. And then 2,000 years ago, again, we're not even on the scene yet, Christ comes to fulfill the Father's plan. He dies for Kathy's sins. He pays for them. He says it's finished. They're done. He resurrects, goes to heaven. So he performed the Father's plan for your salvation. And then fast forward 2,000 years now, there you are growing up in a Catholic background, and the father planned it, the son performed it, but you were not benefiting from it at all uh, because it wasn't applied to you yet. And so it really took the work of the Spirit to perfect. He didn't add something new to it, but he was perfecting what the father had planned and the son had performed. He's perfecting. In this case, he's applying all of that to you. And so when you trust in Christ, it's applied. And now the blood of Christ is over your doorframe, so to speak. And now you have salvation. John 3, 5 
explains this when Jesus says, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So that being born is of water. We won't take time to talk about that at the moment, but it's born also of the spirit. It's the work the spirit does in us, applying salvation in real time. I have just one quote on this, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Kathy. But I like this quote from Charles Spurgeon in that book, Knowing the Holy Spirit, that we're selling right now and encouraging people to read. It's in the foyer. But he says this on page 92 of that book. As medicine unused for want or lack of the physician's word, as sweets untasted because out of reach, as treasure unvalued because hidden in the earth, such is Jesus the Savior until the Holy Spirit teaches us to know him and applies his blood to our souls. So I've got just a couple questions about this for you, Kathy, and you have been walking with the Lord. Well, you didn't say the date, but probably longer than I've been alive. Maybe, maybe. Do you remember about what time you came to Christ? About 30 years ago. Yeah, so probably about the time I was being born, actually. (laughs) So so you are, uh, in terms of experience, quite qualified, more than me by far, to answer these questions about the Holy Spirit. Here's one of them. As we think about the Spirit applying salvation, what are some of the comforts that we Christians can find from the fact that the Spirit himself applies salvation to us? And salvation there could refer to when we first come to Christ, past salvation. The Bible also talks about uh, our growing, our sanctification as involved in salvation, so it can be present as well, any of that. But what are some of the comforts that we find from the fact that the Spirit applies the salvation to us? That's a very good question, and um, that's, a, that's a question that will continue to increase as I grow in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ. I will see more and more of what the Holy Spirit is applying to me. But um, in, in order to answer the question today, uh, I know that without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, I would just not be a Christian today. There's no way that I would have looked to the Lord for what he has done for me or believed it. So I am so thankful for that truth. And what Christ has accomplished for me in salvation, I am thankful that the Spirit applies to me because I wouldn't even know where to start. So the Holy Spirit doesn't give it to me here and there. He permanently gives me Jesus and every blessing that Jesus has secured in me. So I like to go back to Ephesians 1, 1 through 14, actually 4 through 14, which gives me a beautiful reminder and a list of the blessings of Christ and a reminder that the Holy Spirit is my guarantee of my inheritance in Jesus. So some of those things I like to go back and and think about from Ephesians 4, 4 through 14, is that uh, God chose me in him before the foundation of the world. So as I was walking the path of destruction, uh, God already had that plan uh, for me to come to him when I came to him. And I am so thankful that it's not because of me, anything I've done. And I know that I am, without a doubt, holy and blameless before him. That means everything. I could not earn that. And that's, that's uh, the beauty of the Christian faith. I know that he predestined me for adoption as his child through Jesus Christ. And that means everything, knowing that I'm in his family. He won't ever let me go. I know that I have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of all of my sins, not just some of the ones that I remember, but every one. 
I know that he lavishes me according to the riches of his grace. I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds amazing (laughs) to be lavished on. And I know that he has made me to know the mystery of his will. That's a beautiful gift in itself. And of course, the promised Holy Spirit is a guarantee of my inheritance just tops it off. I mean, all of these benefits we have in salvation, because sometimes we can think of salvation in a very narrow sense. It used to be you would go up to the altar call or you'd sign a card and you're saved and there'd be no change at all, you know. And then later someone would challenge you about it and you say, well, I was saved, you know, I got saved back in whenever. But really salvation, it involves that, truly coming to Christ, and then it involves all of those riches that you named right there. And all of those come to us by the Holy Spirit, which is such a remarkable thing. All right, another question I have for you is, how should our knowledge of the Spirit's role in salvation influence how we think about and do evangelism? That's a very good question. It really um, helps comfort me when I evangelize because I know that it's, uh, I, I'm there in hands and feet, but the Lord will do the work through me. So it's not according to me, and it's not uh, my responsibility for the response that someone will give to me, but it is my duty and my joy to share the truth of what Christ has done in me. So the Holy Spirit is just such an amazing gift from God, making me, first of all, sure that his word is true so that I can evangelize that good news of Jesus Christ with confidence. That's, That's very big for me. Uh, He also enables me to live an obedient life by the writing of the law of God in my heart. So helping me to make right choices in following Christ is very important because as I evangelize, my life has to be one that reflects my faith and desire to follow Christ. So I'm very thankful for the Spirit's help in that way. And for help in evangelism, Acts 1.8 reminds me that You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So, in joining the Spirit's testimony in our words and actions, we are empowered to be a witness for Jesus. That's just the way it is, and it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful, loving um, truth that the Lord has given to me. He also brings to mind the truths of God's words when I need them to evangelize. So John 14, 26 reminds us, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. I am so blessed and encouraged by that because I often get nervous when I evangelize. But the scriptures, as I stay immersed in the word, are often brought to mind just as I need them. These are just some of the ways the Holy Spirit has helped me in sharing God's truth. What I really appreciate in your answer is there are parts of that that were, came to my mind when I wrote this question, such as him guiding us to all truth. He brings those things to our mind. Obviously, he's working in me to give me boldness, which I need as much as you do. <laughs> and he's working in the other person to change their heart. He's convicting of sin. What I did not think of until you just said it was the Spirit's work in sanctifying us is a part of our evangelism in that when we're bringing the gospel to someone, sure, someone can come to Christ through a gospel track or a one-off conversation. It happens. But the way it's designed is most of the time when someone comes to Christ, part of that, they're hearing the message and they're seeing a changed life as evidence of the message. 
And that so really true. is the Spirit's work doing that. So that's a great insight. Well, you know, someone listening to this may know Christ and focus on Christ and enjoy Christ, but may never have thought in the past about how much they ought to worship and thank the Holy Spirit for taking what Christ did 2,000 years ago and applying it to their life. That might have been the way they thought in the past, but may God help them now by His grace to think this way. Mm-hmm.